the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. I've uh, taken this uh, Cowboys training camp day off uh, in order to follow closely a bunch of Lakers free agent news because I know <laughs> that's super important to me. Uh, and I, Really, Marcus just keeps hitting me up and, and asking me for Laker insider information, yes, unfortunately. Yes. They, they, don't, they don't just hand that out to everybody who lives in Los Angeles. No, but you should check out our sister site, Locked On Cowboys, or Locked On Lakers, not Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Lakers, yeah. as they do a fantastic job. Uh, over there they do some great work so uh not <laughs> what we're going to talk about today Liam. we're going to no, talk about the cowboys no. because we have a preseason game in two days uh, i'm excited let's get to some twitter questions this first one is from our guy mark uh he wants to know what's been different so far with a mike mccarthy camp compared to a jason mm-hmm. garrett camp you know this is that's a good question you know I, I, and this is something i talked about uh, i think you know when in the pods leading up to training camp and and actually I had a good conversation with um uh, a couple of the guys at training camp, uh, Sean Kirshner, Ra- Rabble Rouser, some of you guys mm-hmm. may know him. Uh, you know, he and I have been going to pod, uh, to uh, training camps for, you know, almost 10 years. And and, um, and so we've seen a lot of care at training camps. And, and we were, you know, kind of trying to suss out. And he was asking me because he had only been to, like, one practice. And, um, and to me, I think, you know, the biggest difference is that well, there's two things. One, it seems like there are less – uh, pods, I guess is the best way to, 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 to call them. There's, there's less, um, you know, separated different setups in practice. And then, you know, with Garrett, he, he would have like five or six different, you know, uh, periods basically. Yeah. And then you'd whistle between the two and you'd sprint to the next period uh, and do your thing. You know, now it seems to be like kind of just two or three of those. Uh, and, and, and there's really a lot more uh, focus on, kind of situational work. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing an install right now. Would you say uh, there's more teamwork than not, not teamwork, but like team sessions together, like than in previous years? I, I think it's, it's, it's probably the same, but, but I mean, number wise, but I, I will say that like, like I was, you know, kind of going was the, it seems that the team stuff, even though it's, it's still kind of in an install phase, it still seems very focused on making sure that everything has uh, context, that everything's done situationally. So they're not just kind of like doing 11 on 11 and this is the first play we're doing and this is the second yeah. play. It's like, hey, it's, it's, third, it's the third quarter. There's six minutes left to go in the game. It's, it's third and seven. You know, it's like everything has, yeah, yeah, everything has context to it. Everything's situational. Um, And I think that that's interesting. You know, and there's also a lot less uh, one-on-ones, you know, I I have, Mm. we we haven't really seen any periods of true 
one-on-one periods, you know, like, you know, receivers versus uh, DBs and, and offensive linemen versus defensive linemen. What we've seen is kind of two-on-twos or uh, like half-field, you know, kind of mock game stuff. But we haven't really seen the, uh, you know, especially not like when Garrett used to call out pairings to kind of yeah. challenge them in front of the team. And so that, there's none of that. Uh, and there isn't the kind of one-on-one situation. Now it's more – uh, team oriented. And I guess maybe in that sense, there is more team stuff because yes, okay. the one-on-ones and that stuff has kind of been replaced by, you know, half line or half field drills that are about spacing and, and kind is of that a good thing or a bad thing. I, I actually think it's, I actually think it's a good thing because you don't really get that many one-on-one true one-on-one situations no. in the NFL, No, you know, except, you know, you can say that you, you kind of do contextually, you know, wide receivers and defensive backs. But even then, you're working in conjunction with other receivers in a pattern in order to create space. So I think this kind of thing of working together uh, and, and, you know, working on not only working on your route, but how your route is being run in relation to the rest of the of the you know concept, the pass concept. I think that kind of stuff has value. And, I, uh, and, and for offensive and defensive linemen, you're never going to be in a space. An offensive lineman is never going to be in a space where they are alone. You have a complete two-way go on either side of them, and there isn't an offensive line you know, body to at yeah. least be a barrier, right? So I think having them uh, you know, work these those kind of drills while all lined up and actually at least kind of sim- somewhat simulating a play around them uh, gives you probably more realistic looks. Uh, and, and, and maybe it's been part of the problem that we've seen certain guys like, I mean, let's say Malik Collins or, mm-hmm. or you know, guys who have shined at different points uh, uh, in training camps in the past and it didn't really translate to regular season. Maybe it's because we've relied too much on this uh, you know, measuring tool that is maybe not a very good measuring tool for, for actually what happens in the NFL game anyways. Yeah, I mean, we love one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. Like, that's a perfect time to evaluate players, but I'm not sure that's the best way to practice getting ready for a game, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the difference, right? Like, maybe Jason Garrett used training camp a lot to figure out who's going to be on the 53-man roster, while Mike McCarthy already kind of knows, right? Like they, they know probably what 49, 50 of the spots already. So let's, let's do some things that are actually going to translate the games. I think you made a good point on one-on-ones, like especially the offensive line ones, like defensive linemen, edge rushers should crush it in one-on-ones uh, because there's, there's so much open space, but how much does that really translate to game action? I'm not sure. Yeah, and they in offensive line, you know, specific, specifically trades as a group. They, they we were yes. constantly talking about how the weakest link is is just as important as the best player in an offensive line because they all work as uh, you know in conjunction with each other as a team as a as a pass blocking concept. So this idea of like you know going on an island. I mean, Tyron Smith probably is that guy. But yeah. You're not asking your your left guard to do that you know, on no. a regular basis, no. unless the defense has found a way to scheme that specifically open. And again, it's not that it's not completely useless, but it's also just not what you know 95 percent of your snaps in an NFL yeah. game are going to be like. Uh, how would you compare like the tempo and intensity of Mike McCarthy's practices compared to Jason Garrett's? You know, someone I, I did point that out that the tempo seems the tempo seems less like like the tempo seems a little bit 
you know, you, you used to see, and maybe maybe it has to do with the fact that that there was so, there's less pods, right? So there's less of it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Garrett, you'd see the guys like you know he'd be yelling for everyone to sprint to the next pod or uh, the next you know the section. There's not a lot of that. I mean, guys are kind of just getting to where they need to go. Um, but but at the same time, I also feel like the practice has been the practices have been a lot crisper okay. on, on every on every level. Uh, you know, I, I just think that that things are the 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 the, the passing and, and and the you know the, the way that they're performing everything seems a lot more uh, a lot crisper just a lot more efficient it, it feels like you know there's less stupid drops and, and less you know mental mistakes I mean just kind of generally it seems like and, and it's a small, small sample size and it could be a, you know team related but I, I don't know if maybe you know just kind of if those things are related or not but it does seem like the tempo is slightly you know, down a little bit, or at least not stressed the way it was under Garrett. I also wonder if that goes back to, you know, them just having a lot of off season work. Like Mike McCarthy said, they are way further ahead because of, you know, basically everybody showing up to OTAs and mini camps. So I wonder if that factors in as well. Um, Before we move on, did you see the giants today were making guys run laps and stuff for mental mistakes, uh, including Daniel Jones, including Joe Looney, who had a bad snap. So uh, I, I I don't miss those practices. <laughs> you know, it's an old school mentality type of way of doing things. But I, you know, I think there's some there's some thought to is that actually the best way to get your team in in sh- or in, in shape mentally and physically for, for football. I, listen, I get it for high school kids. I get it for yeah, middle exactly. school kids. These are professionals, right? Like, hey, if a guy messes up a snap, let's not waste. 20 minutes of him running around in circles. Let's, let's get right out and get back to our work. I, I, it's different. So I just don't get it, but, um, yeah, all right, exactly. let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action on bet online before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, this next question comes from Zach. Uh, what undrafted free agent has the best shot to make the 53-man roster this year? Well, uh, we've seen, a, I mean, feels like uh, a weaker uh, UDFA class than usual, right? Well, I mean, on top of that, you have 11 draft picks, you know, yeah, and that's, that's just, it's, thing, it's, yeah. it's a high number and, and you already have a pretty talented team. So it's just, there's not a lot of room at the end, so to speak. So, uh, you know, I, I, the, uh, is it Howard, the kid from Tiffin? Yeah, um, he's Hardy. Hardy. Oh, Hardy. Sorry, Hardy. Yeah. Uh, he he's looked pretty good at times. Um, you know, I think some some of the wide receivers, Eagles, uh, at times has, has shown you a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, what about our guy Tyler Coyle, the line, linebacker safety hybrid. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's tough, especially since they, you know, they signed Hooker. Now it's like, yeah. there's there's just not a ton of room at safety either, and I haven't seen him really running with uh with any advanced teams more you know still down roster stuff so, so he's another guy we're gonna have to keep an eye on during like the hall of fame game during the first pre- you know the, the next preseason yeah. game against the cardinals because just haven't seen a lot of them uh nick that's where, 
we're going to see a lot of these guys. Eubanks is a guy, maybe. I mean, just just because they, they, I think that they're going to try. And Ralston is another guy that we should keep an eye on because I think they probably will try to keep a fullback. Um, but Why? we'll see. Uh, you know, for many good, for many, many reasons, <laughs> many reasons. Uh, uh, it's, I, I don't expect this to be the best UDFA class for the exact reason you mentioned. They have 11 yeah. rookies. They signed quite a few free agents. Like I know they didn't get like a premier free agent, but when you bring in Malik Cooker and Demonte Casey and you bring in Keanu Neal, there's just not a lot of spots on this roster. And, uh, and they don't look like, bad too. That's the other thing yeah. too. It's like you know, it's like these are they, they don't look like uh, uh, you know, Ha Ha Clinton Dix or, or or some of the other guys that we've brought in before that just like man, these yeah. guys can't play. Like yeah. all the all the free agents look decent enough to make the roster. So uh, it, well, that and makes, I think like a spot like wide receiver, right? Like yeah, yeah. Your top three are so solidified that there's only two other spots open, and we think Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown probably get those two. But then they have Simi Fahoku, who you drafted in the fifth round. You've got some guys you liked last year who didn't get preseason run, like That's Aaron right. Parker. It's just going to be really hard for these guys to make the roster. Um, next question. This one comes from Zach Pounds. Uh, when will we see Malik Hooker in pads? I actually believe he was in pads on Sunday. Um, I don't think so. No, he wasn't. Maybe I maybe I saw him just working out without pads. I I think he had shoulder pads on, and I think he had a helmet on, but he wasn't practicing because because we we noticed the same thing. All right. So when do you expect him to you know practice? Actually, I'm I'm thinking after the they get back from the uh, from the Hall of Fame game, right? I mean, Saturday I believe is their first practice against the Rams. Yeah, so likely Saturday, I would say, because I mean, I don't think tomorrow will probably be a Cards day. I assume they're going to get you know some kind of prep work for mm-hmm. pittsburgh because they're done with their install at this point um so th- they'll they'll probably be getting some looks at pittsburgh tomorrow uh it'll be it won't it won't be padded i, I don't uh, think no uh, and then you know and then so friday so friday when they get back they don't practice uh yeah they practice saturday against the rams so i, I would imagine that if he's ready to go which i, I mean i don't know that, that has that even been established yet that he's completely you know, ready to like actually be made active and practice. But if he is, then I mean, I, Friday would we've be his seen him game. at least out there doing some drills, right? Yeah. He looks, he looks fine, but, but he also hasn't been out on the courts, you know, or anything like that. So yeah, I don't know what that means. necessarily. My guess is Saturday or Sunday, maybe I think so too. I, they're, they're not going to rush him. They're going to be very careful. And I wouldn't be surprised later if it's one of these things too, where he's a day on a day off. Like that seems yeah. pretty realistic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just simply because they, they, I think they'd also still like to get a look at a lot of these down roster guys, uh, and they don't need to like rush him back necessarily because they know he can play. They, it's just a matter of him staying healthy. So don't don't beat him up in the preseason if you don't have to. All right, this next one comes from at uh, Ghost of Landry. He wants to know: Could Dak's injury be more serious than the Cowboys of let on? Um, I'll answer this one: No. It's, it's not more serious than they let on. If they had a game tomorrow, he would be playing in it. The way that I've been told it, how it feels, it's like you slept on your shoulder the wrong way. And trust me, yeah. when you get as old as I am, that, that happens. I'm, oh, I'm my sure gosh. You know, right? Uh, you absolutely do. And, and, and it's almost like the arm is useless. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I had this. I actually had this conversation with someone at practice too. Uh, if if he if it was more serious, they wouldn't be acting the way that they've been acting. They would be they a lot be more. They would be on the field, conditioning, running around, doing drills, throwing the ball left-handed. That's that that as well. Obviously, uh, yeah. they wouldn't let, be letting him go out and run routes. 
Um, you know, they wouldn't be letting him play defense. You know, they also, I don't think that they would be speaking with, they would be more evasive, you know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. they wouldn't be speaking so confidently that it certainly isn't this. It certainly isn't that they wouldn't have then have Dak come out and say the same thing too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really feel like they're being pretty straightforward about this. I think the Cowboys have to protect Dak from himself more than anything, because yeah. if if you ask Dak, Hey, are you good to practice tomorrow? I guarantee you the answer would be yes, right? He, I mean, I, I feel fine sharing this. Like he was throwing a thousand footballs a day from his scooter back in January and February, and like he used his arm a ton. So it's not surprise. It's not surprising that there might be a little fatigue there. So, yeah, with a preseason game that he's not going to play in, no practice on Wednesday, no practice on Friday you can kind of afford to let him sit for a week and he'll, I, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that I think he's going to be back on the field Saturday when they practice against the Rams. I, I feel and really honest, good about that. And honestly, I think, I, I think that this week of practice has been really good for Garrett Gilbert. You know, sure. it's, I, I, agree. Mean, it's, I think it's, it's fantastic for him. Yes. I mean, I think you've, you've, you've noticed uh, a, a noticeable improvement in the last few practices with him. So, um, yeah, I think it's good for everybody. The Cowboys need to kind of figure out what's going on in their backup quarterback situation anyways. There's no reason not for da- to not give Dak 12 days off, right. you know, which was basically what he'll get. After well, you started all camp, what, like nine days before everybody else exactly. did, really? Yeah. Why there's, not? There's, there's, just, there's just no reason not to do this. Uh, you don't need to necessarily evaluate the top wide receivers in your nope. on, on your roster. You know who your top three are. So there, there kind of is no downside to that. We do need to evaluate if the defensive backs can catch, and that's what we have backup quarterbacks for. So uh, thank you to those guys. And confirmed, by the way. Congrats, (laughs) guys. Thanks for helping us out there. Yes, we need to boost up the confidence of those guys. Uh, One more quick break to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today all right a couple more questions landon uh this one from cameron how has reggie robinson looked during camp are they finally keeping him at cornerback yes they are how has he looked Uh, he hasn't looked he hasn't looked great um uh, i've seen him you know, getting burned a couple different times. You know, he's working with the lower uh, teams. I think he's with the third, or, and sometimes you know the beyond second. team. Yeah. No, I, oh, I don't really no. see him very much. Well, I guess I, he has done some working with the second team. They, you know, they rotate a lot of these guys in, but for, uh, but for the for the most part, he's working near you know kind of near in, in the bottom group with like uh, Deontay Burton and and uh, the new kid that they signed yeah. from the Jets. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so. He's he's looked okay. I, I I don't know what he looked like last year. Um, you know, he looks athletic. He looks like uh, he's you know certainly not uh, not out out being out athleted. I, I just think that he's he's struggling at times to kind of. I just see him getting burned a lot. I yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what. 
what the technique issue is there. And sometimes it's tough to kind of see it, but I just see him on the tail end of, of some Moss type plays. And some of the plays that you see in the camp, you know, he's, he's been the victim. I, I know that Malik Turner specifically has really given him fits at different times. So, um, my, you know, my fear I, is I, that they've ruined him because of moving him back and forth so much. You know, and, and maybe he's not playing so terribly, but I think it's just looking in comparison to I mean, every other cornerback really seems to be having a great camp, yeah. you know, and then that's really the problem for him is that it's not, I don't, I, maybe he's not played so horribly or, or anything. Maybe it's really just that I've noticed every other cornerback above him and besides him. So he's um, somebody that stuck. really needs a big training camp, or excuse me, a yeah. big preseason, big right? preseason, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, he he's got to show up in this Hall of Fame game, I think, yes. uh, to kind of get him back into the horse race a little bit. And even then, I still think it's going to be kind of a, a an uphill battle. I mean, there still seems to be, at least in my mind, and I'm sure the coach's mind, some separation between him and. I don't know. The next guy well, above him would be Maurice Canada. Well, that's or, the know, thing I was going to be able to go through, right? You have Trevon Diggs, Calvin Joseph, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and then Nation Wright's a third round pick. That's that's five corners right there. And Our guy well. CJ Goodwin is going to yeah. make the team, right? So that's already six. Yeah. So now you are fighting with Maurice Kennedy. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough uphill battle here I, for him. I hope he makes some plays on special teams. Maybe he's the type of guy that you could cut and put him on your practice squad. Like, I don't know how, I, I don't remember how the rules are set up this year, but maybe he's somebody that you try to get on the practice squad without exposing him to the other teams. I, I don't know, but I, I don't want to give up on him yet because I know he's talented, but yeah. man, they're deep at corner. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that, you know, we hadn't really ever considered the idea that this team would, would have enough quality depth to kind of actually make this an issue. But I mean, here we are. So, uh, and we'll see. I mean, obviously it's early and we don't even know that it's that quality. It just looks good now. Yeah. So uh, preseason may tell us otherwise, and maybe it sorts this out, this out another way by the time we've reached the, the last preseason game. But as, as it looks right now, it's just a case where, you know, maybe he's playing okay. Maybe he isn't. The, the real problem is that everyone above him is really showing up in a major way. All right, this next question comes from Joshua. Uh, who is one player you're really excited to watch on Thursday night? Oh, man, there's so many, honestly, because I, I, I really do think that you're going to see, you know, I kind of want to see Tyler Biotish a little bit. Mm. I don't know why that, that's the first name that comes to mind. It's just I, I think you're going to see some of these younger offensive linemen that I, I that you kind of haven't gotten a full good look at. I want to see against some of these other guys. Uh, a, a lot of really, I think most of my guys are going to be offensive and defensive linemen. Maybe you know, mm -hmm. maybe Parsons if he plays a couple just snaps. Just live action, would. right? Just some yeah. live action, yeah. Uh, because you know, I, I think we see a lot of uh, you know the corners and wide receivers, and 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 there's obviously there's some different translation once they put pads on for sure, but not in the same way that there is between offensive linemen, defensive yeah. linemen, running backs and linebackers, the same too, right? Where there's full contact. So now we actually get to see live contact, you know, who's, who's, who's sticking out. Cause there's, you know, you, you know, as well as I do every year, every one or two guys here, there's one or two guys who practice terribly. And then come into one of these preseason games and light it up. Uh, uh, I was listening to one of the shows the other day, and they brought up the name George Selvey. And oh, I, yeah. I forgot that George Selvey had done it, with, I think, in a Hall of Fame game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a couple, you know, 10 years ago, whatever it was, maybe longer than that. So uh, 
I think, you know, it's just, it's, there's going to be guys like that every year. There always is. Um, and maybe, you know, we just talked about maybe Reggie Robinson is one of those guys, the guys that seem to really kind of just take an extra step when the lights come on. Uh, and, and clearly, at least the past around here, they weigh those, uh, those preseason games heavily as they should. Uh, and, and so they, and so they, uh, you know, they have the kind of similar weight to, uh, you know, I would, I don't know if they have to do this, but like it seems seemingly, you know, a, a really good preseason game could erase or, or you know, be significant as, as equal to a, a week, a full week of of solid practices. You know, so uh, it, it really is going to be interesting to see who you know really puts them right back themselves right back into the horse race. Uh, and and in the other side of that is. Who, who, who really poorly. gets up there yeah. and, and plays – and their knees start shaking when the lights turn on, you know, and and, and, and who plays poorly in, in, under the lights. So maybe you get in there and, and Nashawn Wright doesn't look uh, uh, as as good as he had been in all these practices or, you know, any of these guys. It's That's that's the other thing you have to look out for is how much how much difference is there and which players is the, the, they're the most difference in the way that they practice versus the way they play. Uh, I was just thinking of a, some players that like just had monster preseasons for the Cowboys. Um, wasn't one of them Tyson Thompson? Do you remember Tyson yes. Thompson? Yeah, absolutely. He was a third back for us for a little while too. Yeah. Like, that yeah. guy could fly. Remember Radaway? Was it Raymond yeah, yeah, Radaway? Yeah. Oh yeah, Radaway got he, hurt though. That was about. Yeah, he, he got, got hurt, hurt in one of those. Weeks. But but before that, he had like like three catches and like and was building on an incredible preseason. It's guys like that. It's just like, you know, they say. This is you the Jamaica Rector practice, award. They show up. Oh yeah, Jamaica Rector is, <laughs> is another one. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Ogletree and 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 who are the other? I mean, the wide receivers. It's well, always wide receivers. It seems. Yeah, but Ogletree I mean, is a good example, right? Like Ogletree is somebody who turned some big preseason games into a nice little career, right? Like yeah. he ended up being the Cowboys' third receiver one year because he played pretty well in camp and in preseason, and had I will always remember that huge week one game he had against the Giants. And Giants. Was that 2011, 2012? Uh, one of those years. But yeah. uh, all right, uh, last question. Uh, this one is specifically for you, Landon, uh, because you are a, a Texas guy. Uh, Texas barbecue edition question. Uh, are you a two oh. or three meat platter person? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on the meat, but I, I mean, well, that's I, the next I, question. What kind of meat do you go for in a barbecue? Well, I, uh, I love brisket. I mean, brisket yeah, is my, is my favorite, is one of my favorite things in the world. I, I love ribs, man. I'll eat, I'll eat ribs, uh, any day of the week. Uh, I mean, I'll have chicken wings. Uh, I, 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 I like all kinds. It really depends on what it is, but I would say, you know, I just had barbecue over the weekend <laughs> and, 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 my my take is that you you go for a plate of just meat first. Yes, I agree. It's, That's a good it's call. Just just to get get your 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 meat needs out of the way, and then then you go back for a plate of sides, and then maybe some more meat on, on the plate of sides. So, right, so uh, I agree. Brisket's got to be number one, right? And yeah, then I think I kind of like smoked turkey is one of my favorites, but ribs is really, really? good as well. Interesting. Uh, okay. what, what's your what's your side of choice? Uh, I love potato based things. So I love really good mashed potatoes. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, mac and cheese, if it's done well, is really good. Uh, I like, I'm a col- baked I bean like guy. some coleslaw, some yeah. potato salad. I, I, I Baked beans are okay. okay. Um, it's all good, you though. Know, you were talking about it's, barbecue. It's all, it's all good. good. I mean, if you're talking about barbecue, it's, it's all pretty tasty. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll continue to preview this Hall of Fame game. We'll talk about practice that occurred on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so make sure you guys are downloading the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever.
wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out the show on YouTube. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe button on there. Uh, you can follow Landon on Twitter at NicoleBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we will see you next time.